Ahoy Authors! You're listening to The Writership Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Watts, a StoryGrid certified editor dedicated to helping you develop self-editing skills and write a better story. If you want to learn more about the podcast, read the show notes, and grab this week's editorial mission, visit writership.com slash podcast. Welcome to episode 137 of the Writership Podcast. Today, I'm talking about setting, the place and time where your characters get into trouble and out again. As I gear up for the next phase of the podcast, I'll be taking a little detour from the regular format. In March, I'll bring you more submissions and critiques, but in the meantime, I want to share some information, tips, and exercises from some of my favorite posts from the captain's blog. Of course, I'm going to leave some of these elements the same, and one of those is the quote. Today's is from Eudora Welty. She says, Every story would be another story and unrecognizable if it took up its characters and plot and happened somewhere else. Fiction depends for its life on place. Place is the crossroads of circumstance, the proving ground of what happened, who's here, who's coming. I couldn't agree more. And whether your story is realistic or a complete fantasy, the time you spend focusing on your setting is really valuable. Understanding the world around your characters will help you create a stronger story. As a writer, you want to transport your reader into your fictional universe from the first word and keep them engaged until the end. The specific details you use to establish the setting help ground your readers by giving them a firm context for your characters and their stories. Now, it's easy to skimp on setting when you're trying to get your story down, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's one writer who told me that he ignores the setting and simply Bob Rosses the bushes in later, which I think is hilarious, and it's such an apt way to describe this. Of course, other writers find the spark of their stories in location, including Diana Gabaldon, whose first novel in the Outlander series was inspired by the Scottish Highlands. While writing your early drafts, you want to work quickly and dictate your thoughts before they get away. Obviously, your story has to happen somewhere, but you can tackle the finer details when you know who does what to whom. But once you've established that, I recommend turning your attention to the where and when. Today, I want to share some ideas to help you get started. Let's start with the where. We often think of a place as cities and towns within states or provinces within nations. Whether your setting is based in the real world or completely made up, you want to consider geography, climate, and ecology. So kind of going bigger. 
you might think about whether your setting is in a savanna or a rainforest, whether it's rural or suburban or urban. Of course, your setting includes the geographic area, but it also includes more specific places where the action takes place, like individual sites, a pond in the middle of the woods, or buildings like a family home, or specific rooms within the family home. Each place will have distinct qualities that you can use to create mood, reveal character, and complicate the main conflict. And as you begin thinking about settings within your story, you want to think about where your characters live, where they work or go to school, and then the other places where they go to. Beyond those physical elements of the place, of course, there is a social environment. So you might think about the history, politics, culture, and social structure of the location. Is it a democracy or a dictatorship or something else entirely? Is there political conflict? Is the society egalitarian or is it highly stratified? What is the predominant faith or are there many? Now along these lines, one of my clients shared the concept of visible and hidden cultural elements. And I've got a link to an article in the show notes that might be helpful for diving into this more. But what I'm really talking about here is that the visible elements you know, the things that we can actually observe include things like architecture, language, attire, manners, and social events. Hidden cultural elements include cultural values, beliefs, and assumptions. And while we can easily observe the visible elements, the hidden ones are the things that tend to motivate choices. And to me, they're the ones that are most interesting. So your setting is a place, obviously, but your setting also unfolds within a certain period of time. For example, the Iron Age. You can also narrow it down to a single month of the year, for example. But what difference does that make? Well, of course, it'll depend on your story. What your characters might encounter in New York City in January would be very different in July. The first Saturday in May in Louisville, Kentucky is very different from the fourth Saturday. So you want to think about also the year, the season, the month, because all of these things might determine the clothing worn, the activities engaged in, and of course, sometimes what transportation is available. You want to consider also, does your story take place over a long span of time? Or is it just a few days or hours? So here are a few factors you want to consider as you think about your setting. The first is technology. How do people communicate over long distances? Do they write letters? Do they send carrier pigeons, the telegraph, the telephone, the Ansible? And of course, as I mentioned already, what kind of transportation is available? 
What's the state of medical care and weaponry? All of that could impact the events of your story. Now, language and the manner of speaking may evolve over time. Of course, certain words and jargon belong to certain time periods and places. English is a language that spans the globe, but people use different words and phrases and spellings differently, even within the same country. Someone from New Hampshire, for example, is like unlikely to say y'all. And while wicked can mean evil or immoral in some parts of the country, in others, the word conveys excellence. You want to, of course, take into account the social environment, as I was talking about before. The government structure and the laws change over time. Manners, customs, rituals do as well. So you want to think about how do the people in your time behave? How do people who follow the rules behave? How do people who are a little bit rebellious behave? Of course, there is variation among people within a time and place. But understanding the ordinary way of doing things will help you show how people react to different things differently. When you decide on all of these elements, you create boundaries around your story. Of course, you still have options within those boundaries, but those decisions create constraints with rules that will help your reader acclimate whether you're writing in a realistic or fantastical world. So when you make these choices, I want to talk about how the setting impacts different parts of your story. And the first is about what effect does the setting have on your characters? The setting you choose has a big impact, huge in fact. It can determine your living conditions, for example. A woman living in the Sudan will experience vastly different circumstances from a woman living in Scotland. The time and place a female character inhabits determines whether she may vote, what jobs are available to her, whether she may choose whom she marries, and her chances of surviving childbirth. So you can see how different choices will mean different things in different time periods. The setting will also impact what she values, what she believes, and the availability of education. Of course, the climate and weather could change the food that's available, how much of it there is, and how it's obtained. So you can see how the setting contributes to where characters fall on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. In other words, what needs are being met and what do they fear and what motivates them. Of course, these things are also a function of personality, but a lack of basic needs being met or a situation where they're fully being met is likely to change a character's behavior. So what effect does the setting have on your protagonist's problem? Well, think about whether you're exposing your character to a comfortable or a dangerous setting. The central problem can look very different 
in a quiet suburban neighborhood from one in a city that's located at the base of an active volcano. The time affects what is available to solve the problem, as I've already talked about with technology and transportation. Think about how a criminal investigation is different today from how it was in the time when Sherlock Holmes was operating. For another example, travel and a whole host of other circumstances have changed since September 11th, 2001. Here's another example in Ray Bradbury's story, All Summer in a Day. The setting is Venus, where the sun only shines once every seven years. The protagonist, Margot, is a girl whose parents moved her to Venus from Earth, so she has seen and felt the sun, and she misses it more than anything else from her former home. The other children who were born on Venus are too young to have seen the sun there, and they don't believe her tales of wonder. They bully her, and they prevent her from seeing the sun the one day in seven years when she could have. So in a world where the sun shines regularly, like on our Earth, Margot's problem simply wouldn't exist. So that's a pretty big effect on the problem. Here's another example, and and this is a really interesting though extreme example, where the setting can actually be a character in its own right that creates conflict with the protagonist. In Jack London's story, To Build a Fire, the cold environment of the Klondike serves as both character and conflict. In a more temperate climate, building a fire could make a person more comfortable, but not necessarily be required to survive the night. So setting can also show contrast when you have a character who's in one place and behaves a certain way and then behaves differently in another place. So we can demonstrate, in other words, the difference or the change in characters by showing how they respond to these different environments. Consider Harry Potter, right? And how he behaves when he's at the home of his aunt and uncle on Privet Drive. He lives in the cupboard, under the stairs. He tries to keep to himself as much as possible. But when he's at Hogwarts, he has close friends. He's a gifted athlete and leader. It's almost like he's two different people. So writers can use description of the setting to convey the passage of time or decay without having to compare it to an earlier time. So I have a great example of this from Charles Dickens and Great Expectations. Here, Pip enters Miss Havisham's dressing room for the first time. It was not in the first few moments that I saw all these things though I saw more of them in the first moments than might be supposed. But I saw that everything within my view, which ought to be white, had been white long ago and had lost its luster and was faded and yellow. So again, the choices you make create create structure, create boundaries, and it's best to be intentional about that. Of course, you want to let inspiration be your guide, 
But don't be afraid to reassess the choices and preferences and find out what they mean in your story and how they impact it. So now I have three editorial missions to help you do just that. For the first exercise, I want you to make a list of the individual settings that appear in your story. For example, the hero's office or the villain's lair. Then spend 10 to 15 minutes writing about each location. If you don't know where to start, just begin with the topic, everything I know about the villain's lair, and keep writing without stopping to revise or cross out or anything. Your aim is to get to know the parts of the setting that you may have overlooked. Then, for a twist, try everything I don't know about the villain's lair to approach the problem from a different angle. Now, what I want you to do with those results is either put them away for a day or two and then review them, or write on the same topic for like three days in a row. Then, when you come back to it, Look and, look and see if you have, are there any surprises? Did you discover additional details that you can add to your story to make the setting richer, more authentic? Do you have a better understanding of why your main character loves the hand-me-down furniture in the living room of her shabby chic apartment, for example? Now, if your results feel lackluster, try writing for a longer period of time. Consider playing music that reminds you of your setting. And as much as possible, you want to inhabit the world your characters do and write from that place so that what you see in your mind's eye makes it onto the page. Now, when you've gone through that and you feel like you've exhausted it, save the best parts of your efforts to weave into your story. For the second exercise, I want you to imagine that you can pick up your story from your chosen setting and deposit it in another place in time. For example, if your story takes place in London at the turn of the 18th century, maybe move it to the Middle Ages or to modern Tokyo. Of course, it doesn't have to be that dramatic. You could move your characters from San Diego, California to Portland, Oregon. So of course, don't just consider place, but consider time as well, and maybe pivotal times. For example, what if your story were transported to East Germany in November of 1988, a year before the Berlin Wall came down? Or to the US in 2015, before the Supreme Court's decision in Obergefell v. Hodges? So consider a variety of times and places. Then once you've done that, consider how each move would affect the events of your story and the lives of your characters. How would it change the stakes involved? And we're talking about both the public stakes, like the obvious ones, but also the private stakes and what it means to your character. Would it change the level of conflict that your protagonist encounters? And, what, and also, would it change how reversible the protagonist's choices are? So if changing the setting doesn't have a significant impact on your story, on the events of your story and your characters, then think about what you need to add to make it clear, 
right? That the time and place add meaning to your story. Okay, for the third exercise, I suggest you read your manuscript and pay particular attention to how you've shown the world where your story takes place. Take notes on what you find as if you're reading, for example, a a historical record and you're trying to find out about the time and place. Now, this is particularly useful if you're writing a series, but even if you're not, keep a list of those decisions and the aspects of the world you tend to focus on, as well as those that you tend to miss. In part, this will help you with your present work in progress, but the real impact is long term. Part of this is recording your obsessions and the things that you come back to and what you tend to avoid or resist. Of course, self-awareness is a strong tool that will help you become a stronger writer. Now, in the next episode, I'll share some other levels of setting and more creative exercises to help you explore the place and time of your story. But for now... As we wrap things up, I offer deep gratitude to all the authors who submit their stories to the podcast and our Patreon crew for supporting the podcast. If you enjoy the show and would like to show your support, visit patreon.com slash writership, where you can get access to the monthly Q&A calls and deep scene dives for the cost of a couple of cups of coffee a month. If you'd like to show your support in other ways, tell a writing friend about the podcast or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you'd like to have your scene critiqued in a future episode of the podcast, visit writership.com submissions. That's it for episode 137. We'll see you next time on the Writership Podcast. 